This is the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy. The Aussie Deluxe Angus is back at Macca's. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yum, yum, yum. Neighbours, one of my favourites. It's a nice little cul-de-sac. Ramsey Street, been around for a very long time. Remember they had the last show and then just all of a sudden 10 play just went, yeah, let's renew it. And you're like, oh, come yes, on. You should have kind of wrapped good. it up. Amazon picked it up. Mm-hmm. Did Amazon Freebie. And so, but the last episode, the whole production of and every celebrity that mm-hmm. went back on it, that's what obviously brought it back to life. So I, I loved it. I was happy and for Jason everyone. Donovan and Kylie Minogue just waved from a cast that were just so far away from them and just, uh, you you know, must have had a closed set at that time. I'd well, imagine. they said that they filmed that stuff with Kylie Minogue, Jason, uh, the executive producer, because they mm. didn't know what they were going to do with the storyline at that time. So mm. they just had to shoot whatever Kylie Minogue's availability was and then just kind of insert it later. <laughs> Guy Pierce was amazing in that episode. What a legend he was. He came back for the entire thing and good on him. What a. I love Guy Pearce. He was great in that episode. I remember when he uh, tattooed everything, like uh, mementos all over his arms and stuff during the storyline. But I found this scene, and you can look it up on YouTube. This is Neighbours Gold. This is the worst scene in the history of Australian television. Hang on a second. A, how did you even find this? And B, (laughs) this has Margot Robbie in it when you showed me before. I just Mm. went, oh, holy hell, that's Margot 14 years ago. (laughs) Well, she's the best, uh, and she's gone on to bigger and better things. She was playing Donna at the time. But it's Harold Bishop, played by the lovely Ian Smith, and he's got the trombone. He's an iconic Neighbours character. But he's doing a rap about food and then just suffers a heart attack. And excessive beats he busts. Like, listen to Harold and Margot just going Because we have the one, the only, Afro Harold. No, I don't think so. I'm Afro Harold and I'm in the house where the coffee's great and the food is gross. We have sandwiches and yeah. lasagna too. And ice cream sundaes for me and you. Nothing so good. Please help me. He starts oh, having a heart attack. El, we need an ambulance. I'm so sorry. Gangster rap is hard work. <laughs> Can I say, right? Like, Margot will forever be famous for this scene mm. if people Google this because this is like. <laughs> Ian Smith's major claim to fame is the yeah. episode where he's with Margot Robbie and mm-hmm. Margot Robbie raps and he's rapping is so funny. Mate, he's but spitting rhymes. And this <laughs> is what I was wondering, because you were on Neighbours and Home and Away, did you ever get a script from someone and just go, this is the biggest tripe ever and you just had to say it? Because <laughs> well, that must have happened so I often. I say yes to that. <laughs> yes, you can. But you would... Look, you you're get, not on it now. Do you know how... Yeah, but I want to go back on Neighbours. But do you oh, know, okay. <laughs> do you want to do a rap? <laughs> Yeah, you be Harold, I'll be Mark, and we'll send it through. Dad and Christy! It's Dad and Christy and blooming for 30 years. I just wet my plants. It's Better Homes and Gardens, <laughs> celebrating three decades on the air, and this lady is a national treasure. Joe Griggs joins us. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Christy. If we don't use, I just wet my plants as a promo this year. I, I'm not doing my job well enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's blooming marvellous. Uh, but, but how good is this? So you've been on Better Homes and Gardens for how long now? Uh, this is my 20th year as host. Wow. Congratulations, Joe. What an amazing gig. And, and even being part of this legacy of Better Homes and Gardens, I remember being a little girl of, you know, like a young kid, and we'd sit down with the family and we'd watch Better yeah. Homes and Gardens and mum got us to save a milk crate and get some wood and make a coffee table because we didn't have any money. And there's all these amazing tips growing up that Better Homes and Gardens has taught us. What do we expect from this new season? I'm so excited. Well, we've obviously had a couple of personnel changes. So we've got the gorgeous Colin Fasnage joining us 
team with food and he has just been like a breath of fresh air. Mm. But I think you've actually hit the nail on the head as far as we're doing a lot of budget-friendly things this year. A lot of people have had a really tough time. So whether that's in food and ingredients and dishes that they're cooking or whether it's in uh, the makeovers that we're doing or whether it's in some of the homes that we're looking at, we're trying to break things down to, to make things as easy, as simple and budget-friendly as possible. There's some brilliant gardening ideas in here. There's recipes. Yep. Is there any cute pets too? Does Dr. Harry have up close and personal with any like beautiful creatures? Look, every single week, Dr. Harry either has a gorgeous little animal or a bizarre animal. There's like, kind of nothing in between. But um, he's tonight in the show, he's doing penguins at Phillip Island and actually having a look at how it's become the largest penguin colony in the world. It takes a huge amount of people behind the scenes doing a lot of really incredible work. And he was so excited about this shoot. Like, he would not stop talking about it for hours and hours and hours. So it's a really great one. Oh, brilliant, Joe! And excitingly as well, you mentioned that you do talk about doing things on a budget. The cost yep. of living at the moment, is, as everyone knows, is absurd. Yep. Um, my partner and I were lucky enough to buy an old house that we're now renovating, doing a lot of stuff ourselves. My mother moved in with us, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> Any, um, in terms of kitchen renovations and looking at things like kitchens and small spaces, do we get to see tips on how to best maximise what you can do with yep. not very much space? Look, that's actually been a trend for the last couple of years, so people want to see multifunctional spaces. And that's the best thing that you can do with a small space. But even tonight, like we've got Adam and Juliet doing a fantastic kitchen um, makeover on a, the tiniest budget that we've ever done for a kitchen. And when you see the finished product, it looks absolutely sensational. I'm doing these amazing architectural um, modular prefab homes that actually adapt mm. to the Australian landscape that have been designed by... Peter Stuttry, who's one of our most preeminent architects in, in the country. And they're a lot cheaper than a standard build and definitely significantly cheaper than if you're having a build that required architectural services. Joe, I want to know too, like you're on Instagram. Are you doing the 21 trend that's going on uh, crazy <laughs> on TikTok at the moment? Because oh. people are taking photos of themselves at 21. I want to know, Joe, because you're a former competitive <laughs> swimmer. Are you still swimming at 21? No, no, I retired at 19. I think I was pregnant at 21 to be honest oh. uh, yeah which is ironic because my youngest son then had his first baby at 21 <laughs> that they say about you know those little cycles just keep on going um, <laughs> he's now 27 and our little grandson starts school next week so uh, to be honest, 21, I barely remember it. So it's, it's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, it means you had a good time. And, Joe, speaking of family, you know, you mentioned your son and, and family and things like that. One thing we are seeing uh, a lot more in Australia is multi-generational homes. I yeah. mean, I joke about my mum moving in with us, but the point of that was <laughs> that, that we're doing the multi-generational thing on the property. My parents out the back and then, you know, the young family yeah. at the front. Do you touch on that in Better Homes and Gardens or is there any tips out there for people that might think to kind of you know, going together to get on the property ladder? Look, we have, we absolutely do and we have in the last couple of years mm. because that has been something that's been significantly happening more and more. Uh, even these little um, modular homes that we're doing tonight, you can actually add a number of pods and then you can also totally remove them and take them away. So as your lifestyle changes and you, know, you might have a house that's big enough for everyone and the kids move out, uh, you, you can actually take half the house away and set them up with it. So they're actually quite flexible in design with that. But, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. We, we, you know, my husband and I were empty nesters for mm. almost 12 months and now both boys are back living in our house. So we have an apartment down below. So one of them, he, he lives down there with his mm. partner and, you know, little Jaxie. 
and then the other one is lives up with us. And you know, I've just said to my husband, I think that's just the way going forward for them to be able to afford rentals, mm. or you know, if they ever want to get a foot in the property market, it's going to be a while. It's it's so outrageously out of their range at the moment. So to be honest, I love it. I love mm. having them back, and I love the chaos of the house. But mm. I think uh, I think we're not alone, Christy. Yes, mm. exactly right. So Dan, now you just need to get your parents living with you. That's right. And then we can do <laughs> the forty-year-old virgin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's everything on a budget tonight and so many great gardening ideas. Joe, you're the best and we're so happy to have Better Homes and Gardens back in our home. Oh, it's you. such a trusted brand and we love you too. And it's back on tonight. It's on Channel 7 at 7 plus at 7 p.m. But thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you on TV tonight. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Can you imagine walking into your parents' room and finding something a little bit sexy? Mm-hmm. It's happened to the best of us. Well, I don't know about you, Dan, with your parents, Marcus and Colleen, but it certainly oh, geez, happened to me. Mum's listening this morning. Good morning, Colleen. Good morning, Colleen. Mm. We love you. And supermodel Heidi Klum, one of the most gorgeous women on the planet mm-hmm. um, and actually a very highly active woman, she has said, which I love her for. She Ooh. loves um, being active mm-hmm. and go girl. She talks about the fact that she's on a podcast, right, uh, chatting about her sex life mm-hmm. and something hilarious happens, a revelation about something in her house alongside her daughter. Yeah, that's right. Her oldest daughter, Lenny Clum. Let's have a listen. She found my sex closet. You found your mom's sex closet? I did when I was younger and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was going through it with my friends and I was like, Mom, what is this? It was like the microphone. <laughs> I was like, Mom, and I like really had no idea what it was. And my mom got so mad at me after. She was like, you can't go on my stuff. She wouldn't have known at the time what she was doing though, right? No, of course she wasn't. I love, she thought it was a microphone. Like mm. you think, was it a big microphone? Was it a little microphone? What type? Do you know what it's like? Mm-hmm. To, I ho- actually, I Have hope a you sex don't. closet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've got a whole dungeon without Stuart. <laughs> Do you know what it's like to find your parents' stuff? It happened mm. to me. I walked in to oh, the parentals no. and I was maybe 15, 16, so old enough to know mm. what it was. But I needed a pillowcase for my bedroom, for my pillow. So now I'm just trying to find pillowcases somewhere oh. in the house. I go, oh, maybe mum's got some spare pillowcases. So I go into their walk-in closet oh, no. and I find a pillowcase, oh, the stuff. heaviest pillowcase <laughs> you've ever seen, and it's full of the biggest, most disgusting oh, things. Deb, stop it. It was bad enough. I found a <laughs> bottle of lube a few weeks ago in the yeah, bin. Yeah, you found that, like an industrial size yeah, bin full of <laughs> the slippery stuff, KY. <laughs> Um, yeah, so what did you do in that situation? Did you know what they were or yeah, were you I, too young? Oh, no, you I, know I, I did were. know it at that age and mm. I, I think it turned me off sex for a very long time, thank God. <laughs> and we're getting to know each other, Christy. Uh, thank you, Abba. Thanks, um, Abba. I made them write that song especially for this segment <laughs> many years ago in the 70s. Uh, but because uh, we're getting to know some of our Victorian listeners, which is great, so we're getting to know each other on air. And, uh, Christy, I've got three kind of icebreakers. I went on the internet. I found some of the best. Okay. You know, right. to kind of set the tone. Um, what pets did you have while growing up? Oh, Aww. our beautiful pussy cat. <laughs> cat, yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm glad you prefaced it with um, that. Her name was Shana Banana. Shana Banana? Well, that awkwardly turned out to be my adult name. You know when they go like, oh, to know, to know what your, like, it rhymes with lawn. To know what your lawn name is, you have oh, to choose. Oh, that's don't right. You get and the animal? street that you're in. Yeah, so yeah. mine was Shana Banana Copper or something really weird. <laughs> Shana Banana Copper. 
That's funny because you could be on OnlyFans right now with that same pseudonym if you wanted to. Well, mine would be um, we had a boxer called Major. Yeah. So Major Payne. Hey! <laughs> I loved that movie. Hey, yo, I'm Major Payne. That's the best film I've ever. I've come here to cleanse the pool. That's what I talk about. I'm walking here. I'm from New York. Yeah, are you walking no <laughs> Hey, yo, you're wagering. You want to play with Major Payne? Want to fight about it? Do it. Check out Major um, Payne. It's funny. Yeah, it's a very funny movie. Uh, what state or country would you never, ever go back to? You know where I'd never go back to? Mm. I would happily, and I'm not even joking when I say this, mm. if I never set foot in the city of Sydney ever again, I would really? not give a pit. Really? I just don't care. Last time I had to go to Sydney, I uh, can't remember why, it, maybe my sister's wedding, whatever it was. It I was think so... you went up for the radio awards, didn't you? In Sydney? Yeah, and mm. it was so busy, and mm. it was just chaotic, and people were rude, and I love my small town lifestyle now. Mm. Like, I just do. I lived in Sydney for a long time. It's I don't busy. miss the traffic. I don't miss the attitude. I don't <laughs> miss how expensive it is. I would happily... I mean, it's a very pretty city, but mm. nah, it's overrated. There are so many other better places in Australia. Mm. Uh, so Sydney would be, for me, I don't care if I ever go there again. What about you? Yeah, you shouldn't have went to Rudy Hill while you were there. <laughs> um, Canberra. No explanation needed. <laughs> That's it. I get it. Move on, yeah. Like, like Billy Griffin and politicians. <laughs> Driving, drive out. <laughs> yeah, and roundabouts. What's got, going on there? I got stuck in Canberra once. We were... We were on so a- did everyone <laughs> from Canberra. <laughs> Their main export is depression. <laughs> no, we like... There's good places in Canberra, obviously, but I'm like, why is anyone here? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's, it wasn't the best place to get... You know, they the plane couldn't land because of... I think there was some snow or something like that, and so mm. they flew us to... We had to get off at Canberra. Mm. But they did put us up in an expensive hotel, the airline, so that was quite fun. Oh, isn't that nice? And last but not least, uh, what movie best describes your life, Chrissy? Oh, I don't bloody know. Um, Mm. Bad mums. Bad (laughs) mums? I don't know what movie describes my life. Mm. Crazy, stupid love. What do you think describes your life? Kung Pao Enter the Fist? Maybe a series Shana of... Shannon Banana Copper. <laughs> Shannon Banana Copper. A series of unfortunate events. Oh, yeah. Maybe 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> Go on in 60 seconds. Dad We're talking back-to-school fails on 131060 because <laughs> you stuffed up a little bit, didn't you? I did. I did stuff up. Happy to own it. I don't think there's any mother on the planet that doesn't stuff up. And if there... Well, if there was, then I would love to hear from her too. But it's difficult being a parent, as we all parents know. Mums, dads, parent figures, caregivers, etc. Um, I was supposed to go and get my son's school uniform and his school books from his school. It's vitally important before he goes back to school on Monday. They even sent out a text message. Oh, no. They made it so easy. And I still didn't... <laughs> I still didn't do it in time. I missed the days that you had allocated for parents to go in and go and do it. In the end, I called the school. I begged them for forgiveness. I was so embarrassed. And then I had to rush out of work yesterday. I missed a meeting and I just was like, had to leave work. I was like, I've got to go and do this now. I've got to go and do this now. I can't be that mum. I can't send my kid to school without his school books. I was that kid when I was little. I can't be that I can't be that mum that makes my kid do it. In the end, thankfully, everything got sorted. Mm-hmm. But I have already in what, second day of February... And school hasn't even started yet, made a massive back-to-school fail. So he's not going to school in a hessian sack like he was <laughs> going to be. Uh, but 131060, Blake from Bendigo, school fails? So my, my mum's a teacher's aide, and they showed up, um, I think it was two days early, and they had their students also show up early. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of parents do this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. And what was that like for you, Blake? Well, I'm not sure. I only heard, you know, one half of it. You got to ask her. <laughs> her version. Mm-hmm. So did she just run a couple of classes? 
what actually what actually happened? Yeah, I think the kids got to go home and they just they just sent her sent them home and went back to what they were doing originally. <laughs> That's perfect. All right, <laughs> iPads and Roblox. <laughs> Thanks, Blake. Charlie from Bendigo. Now, uh, what was your back to school fail? Hi guys. So I just uh, so at the moment currently I'm sitting at the primary school, but I just drove at about eight o'clock to my daughter's high school because mm. she starts year seven this year. Mm. And I thought I'll take all the books in, get her all set up, and then I can drop the other two off and then go home. Mm. Well, I went there early and all the doors are locked. I can't get in. So I've had to come back to the primary school, drop the other two off early, and now I'm still stuck here and about to go back to the high school and try again. <laughs> Give it another crack. At least you're there, though, Charlie. You're trying your best to do this. I'm trying, exactly. <laughs> Just see like, this park car out the front of a school. <laughs> I am. I'm literally sitting here right now. It's so weird. Everyone's pulling up, dropping their Kids off and I'm just like, uh, yep, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Katie from Mildura, hun. What was your back to school fail? I accidentally had my daughter go on the wrong bus home on the first day. <laughs> so where did she end up? Um, she goes to school in Mobane. She got on the New South Wales bus and we live in Mildura. Oh, no. <laughs> so then you had to like leave work and go and get her? Uh, thankfully, my mum is out there, so she managed to go and get her. But, yes, I felt absolutely terrible. Well, enjoy your new life in New South Wales across the board. <laughs> yes. The big question is, what was life like at 21? For whatever reason, Instagram are telling users right now to share pictures of themselves when they were 21 years old. Young, dumb, and an idiot. That's me and full of um, absolute crap. Yeah, (laughs) that was me. Um, And it's pretty hard to find photos uh, of ourselves back then. We had to go back to MySpace. I had to look at my MySpace page. Is your MySpace space still still existing? You can go check it out. MySpace.com slash ready to wangle. I was a pretty cool kid back then. You said wangle, right? Wangle. Yep, that's right. have a big wangle. Anyway, (laughs) I. Did we get this message yesterday from the lovely team that look after our socials for here? And they're like, guys, send us photos of you at 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, seriously, going through the photos, none of them were appropriate. When I was Yours in my were 20s, all black and white, too. Were, and I was a party and I both every single photo, and this is not me now, a lot of photos I had a glass of wine or this or this. Um, there's a few photos of me smoking. Kids don't smoke. He's so oh, uncool. And I was like, yeah. I can't use any of these photos. That's what my 20s were. Like, it's crazy, hey? Partying hard. Well, that's what happens. Uh, kids these days, the Gen Zs, they don't party as hard as we did, that's for sure. Which is good. Mm. I'm is glad thing. that yeah. things like smoking cigarettes and all mm. that sort of stuff, it, it massively is a thing, hopefully, a thing with the past with the young generation. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it as much, yeah. which is awesome. So that is good. That's really good. Do you have any advice for any 21-year-olds out there? Like, no, looking back, it's so strange to... Like, you look at your own statuses on your MySpace, and I just wrote, Craig David, seven days, check it out. I'm like, who is that person? And <laughs> it doesn't even seem like you. It's a lifetime ago. I cannot believe you still mm. have your MySpace page. Mm-hmm. That is hilarious. Me and Tom, he's in my top eight friends. Oh, but uh, right. Producer Tommy. Maddie, did you find a 21-year-old picture of yourself? No, no. <laughs> all the etchings were destroyed. <laughs> 
Well, one of our favourite duos is Stan and Christy here for Hit Breakfast. We love these guys, the Wolf Brothers. They absolutely melt your face with their bittersweet, unique country rock. It's five years after breaking the Golden Guitar Award drought. You are again winners at Tamworth. And joining <laughs> us right now, Tom Wolf. How are you going, mate? Hey, how are you going? You absolutely got all the gongs. And uh, from berry farmers and now musicians, you just are absolutely killing it at life at the moment. The Wolf Brothers, congrats, mate. Thank you, mate. It's uh, honestly mind-blowing. At the Best Festival, we started off at Tamworth. We got inducted to a thing called the Galaxy Stars, which means there'd be a plaque in Tamworth forever. Oh, wow. So people can people can walk on me, Nick, now, so that's nice. That's great. Um, <laughs> I've got a little plaque at the dentist too, so, yeah, bragging rights. But that's yeah, unbelievable, yeah, that's right. isn't it? That's right. That's exactly right. And then, uh, look, we got uh, had some wonderful shows up there. And then, of course, to get three, three golden guitars was mind-blowing, mate. So... Yeah, I'll be honest, I'm still riding pretty high this week. Oh, Tom, good on you guys. We're so proud of you and happy for you and ride high because the album, you know, is just incredible when you think about it because you guys did all this throughout COVID, right, with the restrictions. You were working with writers over video chat. So to to come this far and to win these accolades for such hard work, is just incredible, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, look, um, it makes the process, it definitely made the process harder and it's probably made the win a little nicer. Mm, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, you know. <laughs> so I am enjoying working with people in the same room again, though. I got to tell you, that's 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 a lot more fun. Are but, you um, still um, happy to be working with your brother Nick in the? Or do you guys have like sibling rivalry <laughs> at times? What's it like well, in the band? You know, if anyone knows us, knows we're from Tassie. Obviously, I'm in the south now. Nick's moved to the north, um, and we reckon that'll keep the band going for another ten years. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Put two, two, three hours between us. Uh, that'll be great. Uh, but what was the actual night like, and what was uh, the look on your face when you you heard you'd won album of the year? Oh, look, it was unbelievable. Um, I think what's really exciting is you know country music is booming at the moment. I mean, you know, these guys mm. like Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen. I mean, they're being played on hit radio, which mm. is fantastic. But within the Australian country scene, there's artists that are blowing up that haven't, you know, that are independent artists that are selling out. 2,000, 3,000 see the room. So there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. So Nick and I kind of thought, you know what, it's probably not our night. Um, a lot of these new acts are doing great, and rightly so. So we kind of settled in, had a couple of drinks, so well, let's just have fun and go with this. And then, um, yeah, mate, when we got caught out for album of the year, I was completely surprised. I, I, I have a great photo I want to post on social media of all of our doors are that's just about touching the floor with <laughs> shock at the announcement. So, um, yeah, it's a night I won't forget. A really lovely and um, it's it's a real it's a real treat to do this for a living and then you get given awards for it as well. So, I mean, like, it's it's I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky, really. Yeah, Tom, you are, but you're so talented. You deserve it. Make sure you post that photo, by the way. By I the way, I'll, I'll, I will on post Instagram. that after this interview. Right? What, I will post that after this interview. What's your handle? It's at the Wolf Brothers, right? For people that want to follow you guys. Yeah, uh, Wolf underscore Brothers, and Wolf has an E. Um, you put Wolf Brothers in there, you should find us pretty easy. But I'll, I'll post that, and um, it's not the most. It's look, it's definitely not the most flattering. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's the real. It's the truth. So uh, how how cool. Good stuff, Tom. And, like, you just talked about country artists that are doing so well and also the Australian country music scene too. Is there any um, Aussie country music artists that you guys might collaborate with or could we expect something down the line maybe? Well, we are going into the studio next week. We actually just confirmed a duet with uh, another Aussie country artist who may have won some 
backwards. Um, I don't want to say too much. Yeah. But Can we yeah, speculate? The, the, Felicity yeah. Urquhart. <laughs> Not Delta. Casey Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon Noel. <laughs> Shannon Noel. It's all we're just going to do a full <laughs> no, album with Nolsey. No, um, <laughs> honestly, we what we're going to do this year, we're going back in the studio and we're just going to release more music more often. Um, do a bunch of singles, just do a bunch of releases. Um, we've always sort of written for albums. We want to just make music as we're feeling it a, a little bit more in the moment. Go with it, see where it leads. Um, so that's sort of the next 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 goal. So we're excited about that. Amazing. Mate, we are so excited. Three golden guitars, which is now ninth in the space of a couple of years too. You absolutely are doing amazing things, Tom and Nick Wolf from the Wolf Brothers. Thanks for joining us, mate. We can't wait to hear more of you and go bigger and better next year. Looking forward to another nine uh, in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate you all. Can't wait to see you on the road. A Man United star, Marcus Rashford, he lost $1.2 million. Oh, poor guy. After chucking a sickie, he was just partying back-to-back midnight till uh, Belfast, till the break of dawn, which is pretty cool. But it was an FA Cup, so he did not play in the F, uh, FA Cup, which is pretty massive for Man United. It's one of the biggest tournaments there is. Uh, they did win 4-2, thank God for that. Mm. But, um, yeah, the boss, Eric Ten Hag said it's an internal matter. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah, what an idiot. He won't be doing that again. But speaking of being caught taking Mm. a sickie, I thought of this before. I used to work like at my old radio station, right? So Mm. there was a woman there who worked in the sales department who was lovely, but she always took every Monday off for, I kid you not, two years, right? Right. But she always had a doctor's certificate. Anyway, this kept going on seriously, right? And in the end, it came to light that she had saved the doctor's certificate on her work computer, signs it herself, got busted because she left it on the printer, someone found it, and then, right, they called the doctor's surgery to find out the validity of this doctor's certificate. The doctor had died already. So, Michelle, this woman, she obviously gets fired immediately, right? They're clearing out a desk and stuff. But then get this, our radio station threw a farewell party for us. (laughs) At the doctor's surgery. They didn't even throw one from here when I left. The hypochondria. (laughs) She's fully sick. Um, But this is what we're asking. Chucky a sickie, were you caught? Selena from Hertzman's Cove, ever been caught chucking a sickie? No, it's not actually a sickie. I just refuse to come to work on my birthday. Oh, good on you, Selena. Good on you, No one should. You're a bum if you turn up to work on your birthday. Oh, every year year that I've been working, I just ring up and go, no, I'm not coming in. They go, well, I said, because I'm having time off. Oh, you know what, honey? Good for you. Can't your company, don't they, do they give, they obviously don't do birthday leave or shouldn't they just celebrate people having their day off for their birthday? No, not at my work. No, they do it for the residents, not the support workers. Oh, (laughs) you deserve it more than anyone, Selena. Is so, it, yeah, come come next month. I've already told my team later, I'm having the week off. Oh, good on you. Do you Take get the your birthday off. suit too on your birthday? <laughs> I, I would, well, I'd love to, but, you know, it's a bit hard with two boys now. <laughs> Tim from Shepparton, when have you been caught taking a sickie? Uh, no, I was wrongfully accused of taking a sickie. <gasps> That's what the happened? worst. So I had two shifts close to each other, like an eight-hour bracket. Um, I did the first one. Went home and was incredibly sick, so called in sick, as you would do. Mm. And when I went to work the next day, he was like, my boss was like, oh, I've got to have a word with you. And I was like, yeah, no problems. And he goes, I know that you weren't sick. Um, you were out partying. What? Jeez. 
And I was like, no, it wasn't me. And he goes, well, I got photo proof, showed me a photo. Yeah. And it was just like some random dude. And I was like, sorry, mate, that's not me. Yeah, it was Dan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Till 3 a.m. We look the same, Tim. We're doppelgangers. <laughs> That was the Dan and Christy podcast. Dan and Christy! The Aussie Angus Deluxe is back at Macca's.